Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. where we start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links, and see where it takes us. John, what do you got for us? I have a newly time-honored tradition on the Wikipedia Chronicles. A European sports team by the name (laughs) of Budapest Hanved FC. It's a football team, and yes, that means soccer. Hmm. Um... But it is a sports club, so it is important to note that while it's best known for its football team, for a soccer team, um, it does also have uh, wrestling, gymnastics, cycling, fencing, boxing, and tennis, as well as its own ca- as well as athletics set aside as its own. <laughs> As its own category. I'm not sure why athletics amidst those other sports terms would be <laughs> its own thing. Does, do they mean maybe track stuff, do you think? or Maybe. But the point is, is that uh, that's what the club was originally formed for in 1909. Directly translated, um, the term Hanved means homeland defense. So it's the Budapest homeland defense football club (laughs) huh yeah interesting (laughs) not sure why that is um but uh as we keep uh being uh posited with sports (laughs) things to talk about let's uh keep our keep our minds open um what, what do you have eric well i have an actual first for the wikipedia chronicles well i guess we have we know where we're gonna go but continue I have a movie that I've actually seen that mm-hmm. isn't totally obscure and whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay. American made. Mm-hmm. It is the film Wrong Turn. Really? The 2003 horror film Wrong Turn starring Eliza Dushku. No way. Yeah. That's unprecedented. <laughs> Where did that come from? We've never know. stumbled across an American movie that we actually knew. Yes. <laughs> I I was blown away. I clicked random and I was like, wait a minute. You're not supposed to give me something I've already seen before. That's, yeah. But here we are. Wikipedia, the random the random generator is, <laughs> is throwing us for a loop. Giving us something not new. <laughs> giving us what intro. the odds are of getting any given article i guess one in what five million what was that number i think for english language articles it would it would depend on how many like if, if you're saying of like what's the odds of you getting one of the articles that you actually would recognize and know stuff uh, about yeah you'd have to know how many articles how many articles you know of, you know of. Hmm. and that makes it trickier because what don't you know right what do you know <laughs> 
wouldn't you wind up? You don't up, know until you know it. And wouldn't you wind up knowing a lot of the things you didn't know by going through them to figure out mm. that you didn't know them? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of a catch twenty two situation. Yeah, yeah. The conundrum yeah. of Wikipedia. <laughs> the Wikipedia or the egg? Which came first? <laughs> I think definitively the egg, but. Yeah, probably. We should probably put that on the Wikipedia page for eggs. <laughs> Predates Wikipedia. Well, okay. We're definitely going to make a correct turn and go toward wrong turn. <laughs> so, yeah, this... I saw this movie way back when it first came out. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I just remember it being one of those, like mainstream horror movies that's just kind of generic. I mean, it was it was enjoyable for what it was, but, I mean, it's not, like, anything to go out of your way to see. And yet, it is the first installment in the Wrong Turn film <laughs> series, which includes, to date, six films. However, this is notably the only entry in the series to be released theatrically, so... That I did not know. Hmm. It it wasn't good enough to actually spawn a series. <laughs> it was as good it was as good as like, you know, the land before time, but I'm pretty sure even the land before time, mm. like one through five were all in the- theaters at one point. Yeah. Although uh with the movie From Dusk Till Dawn, all those sequels came out. <laughs> actually I am not sure if they did did they get that? A theatrical release or not for those? I don't know. I don't... Because I, I, I feel release. like they look like they, they are all did. straight to video, but... Oh, okay. Well, cause, no, well like the sequels. Um, See, because... I don't know. They just... The sequels... The sequels do have that feel. Have that kind of like... Too campy for theaters. Yeah, like, nobody like, would actually yeah. pay to see this sort of feel to them. So basically, this movie is about some people who take a wrong turn in the woods and run into some cannibals. It's, I guess, in that sense, kind of similar to Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. And something I didn't know before is that Stan Winston is one of the producers on this. And he is the guy responsible for... Most of the amazing practical effects you've seen, like, in the last 30 years. Basically, you got your Jurassic Park dinosaurs, you got your, uh, The Thing, everything, mm-hmm. Terminator 2, like, this guy was all over the place in the 80s and 90s. And now... Wrong turn. <laughs> he took a wrong turn. <laughs> it definitely, definitely would seem so. So yeah. Okay. So this this movie, um, we got the main characters. Uh, wait, college students Rick Stoker. Are these the main characters? No. Mm. No, I guess not. No, that, this that's is the opening. The, this is the preamble yep. to the actual story. Yep. So, okay, so there's some college students who are rock climbing in West Virginia, and the it's a guy and a girl, and the guy gets to the top, 
and he is about to help the other one up, but is suddenly murdered. And someone then begins to yank the girl up the cliff, so she cuts the rope and falls to the ground before attempting to escape, but before she rushes to the car, she trips over a piece of barbed wire and then gets pulled back into the woods screaming. Why is there barbed wire just, like, laying on the ground? <laughs> That's just irresponsible. I, I guess it must be, like, a trap set by the cannibals or something. I'm gonna, I mean... Uh, I hope so. I, I feel like it's, it's not just... <laughs> it's pretty weak as far as, like, cannibals... Like, as far as traps go, though. Like, I feel like yeah. if they were going to set a trap out, they would have gone to a little more effort than be like, just put some barbed wire on the ground right here, and then hopefully it'll trip them enough that they won't be like, ow, this hurts, and just keep running. Yeah. Because... Honestly, you could have... trip over barbed wire and be like, oh, man, I got scratched, and then keep going. It's yeah. not like it's going to like be like, oh, no, <laughs> you got me. I'm immobilized. Yeah, it's not a bear trap. It's just a like, just something fire. to stumble, make you stumble a little bit. It's a little sharp. Yeah. That's it. That's like literally yeah. all there is to it. I would rather have like a, an actual person waiting there to ambush, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean. Hey, you know, I, I guess. <laughs> Cannibals can't all be smart. Cannibals can't be cannon choosers. <laughs> cannon pickers. Yeah. I don't know. Cannon beggars. <laughs> Winnebago's can't be choosers. Canna robbers can't be cannabuses. <laughs> so now we get into the main story. And we meet a medical student named Chris Flynn, played by... Desmond Harrington, who I am not familiar with. We just look up his article and see a picture of him. Still don't know who he is. He was in multiple bad horror movies in the early 2000s and then did nothing Uh, with the rest of his career. Hey, he was a police officer in The Dark Knight Rises. Wow. Police officer on bridge. (laughs) On bridge. (laughs) He climbed the ranks. Sure. In uh, uh, Taken, he was Jesse Key's adult. Yeah, he had a name. But that was in the TV show Taken, not in the uh, Taken of uh, I Have a Particular Set of Skills fame. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> it was almost cool. Yeah. He wow, was... he was also in the Shooter TV series. Maybe he just likes to get into uh, movies or shows made after movies because he was also in Limitless, the show. Wait, what is what? this guy? He's limitless, this guy. He was in Dexter for 72 episodes. Detective 72 Joseph episodes. Quinn? He was, he was yeah. Quinn. Yeah, he was Quinn. Oh, okay. But, I mean, Quinn I, isn't Dokes. Quinn is just this guy. Yeah, He's I just mean, around. Quinn wasn't as good as Dokes, but... Okay, yeah. You the know who he is. The microphone was blurring his face. It's a really a bad bit. picture of somebody who it you really want to like. Is. If you want to know what their face looks like, don't put a <laughs> microphone over half of it. Pro tip. Maybe an IMDb page would be a better place to look for a picture of him. Yeah, that's a better picture. It's pretty small, but if I had seen that, I probably would have recognized him a lot quicker. But anyway, so this guy is at medical student status in this movie, and he drives through the mountains of West Virginia, the same place where you just were, on his way to a business meeting. Wait, okay. So he's a medical student on his way to a business meeting. Got it. But a chemical spill in the road ahead forces him to take a different route. 
After being distracted for a moment, he collides with another car that has stopped in the middle of the road since its tires have been punctured by a piece of barbed wire. Nothing suspicious there. <laughs> they really, I think what happened was these cannibals bought way too much barbed wire at Costco. Like yeah. They got a good deal. They got a great and they're deal. just like, we don't need all this barbed wire, but we have so much of it. We just, just got to start using it. Using it. I don't it's know. Gone. Just do anything. Just put it on the road. Put it in between two trees in the forest. I don't know. <laughs> just do something. <laughs> just, just throw it all over the state of West Virginia and see what we can <laughs> harvest from it. Let's see. Let's see how many miles of West Virginia we can cover with this barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the car that is stopped in the middle of the road belongs to another group of college students on a camping trip. This is uh, Eliza Dushku. Emmanuel Tricky. I never know how to say that last name. It's tricky, all right. <laughs> um, she's the girl from. She was on uh, Entourage, and she's been in stuff. Yeah. Um, we got uh, a guy named Scott, played by Jeremy Sisto. Don't know who he is. Here for things. He's been like six feet under, and. Oh, um, uh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see him. Yeah. Um, and then we got. Uh, actor Kevin Ziegers. Uh, he looks like he's probably familiar, but he also has a very standard face, so it's kind of hard to tell. And then we got Lindy Booth. Um, don't particularly recognize her from anything, but... There's uh, a couple of good-looking Hollywood kids who are good <laughs> at probably dying in movies. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm not seeing too much on her resume that sticks out. But, uh, so, yeah. So they are all in this jumble here by the woods. And, um, so the two of them stay to watch the cars as the others go to find help. But soon after... Both of the people who stayed are murdered by unknown attackers when they investigate the woods. So the other ones... So they were supposed to stay and watch the cars, but they went into the woods, I guess. Yes. And then they got murdered. Yes. Uh, so the others are... They find an isolated cabin and go inside to use the phone. It doesn't say they knock on the door and ask permission to go inside. They just go inside. Which is never a good policy, regardless of whether, especially if you're not in your, if you're in a horror movie. Oh, like, absolutely. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> you should know you're in a horror movie by now. You're going into somebody else's house for phone reasons. <laughs> there's, there's no good reason to do that in modern right. society. Maybe in 2003, it's really hard to fathom how Maybe. much like life has changed. Like in 2003, I guess it was a totally like eh, plausible. People have cell, <laughs> people don't have cell phones always. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Uh, there's so many plots that just are ruined dissolve. by the availability <laughs> of phones. Like in this situation, they all stay by the car. They just all of them call somebody. One Some, of them has AAA, if not two of them. <laughs> one of them calls nine one one. Somebody just, else calls an Uber. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's all taken care of in five minutes. Nobody needs to work. Murderers don't have a chance. <laughs> nope. They have to have a lot more barbed wire <laughs> to really make it go. Up. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Or they have to be the Uber drivers and the oh, police, there and then you bring go. more barbed wire with they, them. Right. That's that's the, the real plan they have to come up with. The cannibals have to sign up for being an Uber driver, 
and then they can start murdering people. But they can't do it too much, or else they'll get suspicious. Because there was the that cops. one Uber driver. Cops. <laughs> yeah, cops can murder people every once in a while too, and nobody was getting. <laughs> as long as they don't murder too many people. <laughs> <laughs> after the second or third murder, people start to question. Um, but they uh, these people in the cabin are looking around, and after a while, they find body parts. And they're starting to be like, hmm, something's not right in here. Hmm. And they quickly attempt to escape, but are instead forced to hide when they see the family returning home. And they are three disfigured cannibalistic mountain men. Uh, we got Three Finger, played by Julian Richings. See a picture of him. See if he's anybody... Looks like he... I've probably yeah, seen him in stuff. Yeah. He's a guy... He has one of those faces. Looks like he's been you around. Wanna be, you want to be a creepy looking dude? Oh, yeah. He was he, in... He's one of those guys. Like, if you need somebody to, like, really hold your attention because it's like, whoa. He has been in a lot of stuff. So, yeah. You're, you're guaranteed to have seen him in at least one movie or something. Um... But yeah, so then we also have Sawtooth, played by Gary Robbins. Let's see if I recognize him. Doesn't have a picture. Doesn't matter. All right. And One Eye, played by Ted Clark. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. So they come in and they bring in the uh, dead body from over by the car. And then the other four silently watch in horror as her body is messily dismembered and then eaten. And then hours later, after the cannibals fall asleep, this sounds like a fairy tale or something. <laughs> like, it sounds like Hansel and Gretel, sort of. Yeah, like, it's, it's weird. Like, it's like Hansel and Gretel mixed with Goldilocks and said the bears are cannibals. Yep. <laughs> Except the bears, I mean, like, in that scenario, the bears wouldn't have been cannibals. This would have been bears. If they killed That's you true. and he ate you as a person, that's on you, man. You went That's to true. a bear it's like, house. It's, it'd be like if Goli, in Goldilocks, it's like, what if the bears were humans and they still did bear stuff? Yeah. it's the same. <laughs> if you put it that way, it really mellows it out. It's kind of like, huh? have the bar barbed wire. It's like their seem... claws. Like, they don't have claws. So yeah, it doesn't seem something. so bad. I mean, like, they're just out of place bears, man. <laughs> just brave all yeah. over again. Maybe they were hypnotized. Maybe they think they're bears. That could be. They just think that they're living in the woods of West Virginia. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's wild. It's wonderful. West Virginia. Yeah. So these uh, cannibals are asleep. The cannibals are asleep. And the uh, still alive people in this movie attempt to escape. But Sawtooth awakens, alerts the other cannibals, and begins to chase them through the forest. And then the group climb up to a nearby clearing where they find hundreds of cars that belonged to the family's previous victims. When the cannibals arrive, uh, one of them, one of the main group distracts their attention so the others can run for help. But he is shot in the leg by Sawtooth, leaving another one to distract them instead. And then uh, he gets away. And the girls help uh, one of the guys into their truck and the the injured guy into their truck and they quickly drive down to a near wait so they already got to their truck yes oh okay 
Don't worry I guess, about it. I guess this is... <laughs> wait, is this... I guess this would have to be the non-barbed wired truck. I... Well, I mean, they could have fixed it, I guess. I don't Maybe. know why. I don't know how, but... It's a pretty big oh. plot hole if it's not the non-barbed wire <laughs> truck. So, anyway, they quickly drive down nearby path and pick up the other guy who was distracting the cannibals. And um, they find him, but as he runs to the car, Sawtooth kills him with arrows and takes his body back to their cabin. And then the still-alive people reach a dead end and have to continue on foot. They stumble upon an old watchtower and find a radio inside, which they use to call for help, but do not get a response. Later, they see the cannibals armed with torches searching at the foot of the watchtower. So we've uh, started to enter Frankenstein territory. And also really stupid... There's not going to be that many watchtowers. Like, let's go to the most obvious obelisk of a monument (laughs) in the entirety of West Virginian wilderness. Yeah. Like... Not not a great idea. Where are they going to go? Is it the one structure we can see above the trees? Maybe. (laughs) Well, you know, to be fair, they do have the high ground, so it's kind of impossible for them to lose in this situation. I mean, I don't think they... I think they underestimate the cannibal's power. (laughs) Uh, the radio then starts to respond to their call, alerting the cannibals, of course. And unable to get inside, the cannibals set the tower on fire to try and burn the group alive. But they escape by jumping out the window into a nearby tree. And as they hide, Three Finger catches one of the girls and decapitates her. And then, uh... The remaining guy and girl successfully set up a trap to throw Three Finger off the tree and escape. And after escaping, Chris and Jesse, the remaining two people, the guy and girl, hide in a cave near a waterfall until the next morning. Just as they find a road out of the woods, the mountain men find them. Oh, they're calling them mountain men now. They're not calling them cannibals anymore. Uh, <laughs> Is the twist that they're not actually cannibals? <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, the cannibals find them and push the guy down the hill and take the girl back to their cabin. And the guy survives the fall and meets a police officer. But before he is able to convince the police officer of what is happening, the man is shot in the eye with an arrow. And then when the guy attempts to drive away in the police truck but cannot find the key... So he instead hitches a ride underneath the truck as it is driven back to the cabin by Sawtooth. Because I guess the cannibals were able to find the key? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Where did the key come from? (laughs) Somebody had to find the key. Maybe they're talking about a different truck. No, it says right there, police truck. (laughs) Don't don't do this to me, article. Don't you omit plot details. You're, you're, there's no excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, You've seen this move. Hmm. Well, that's... Somehow, they... <laughs> somebody finds a key and drives that truck okay. back, and so now they're all back at the cabin where the girl is tied to a bed and gagged, and she's about to be killed, but the guy drives through the building and runs into one eye. 
Then Three Finger, who survived the fall off the tree, then arrives to help his brothers. Wait. So, Chris attempts to drive the police truck. Can't find the key. Hitches a ride underneath the truck as it is driven by, back by Sawtooth. Girls on the bed, bound, about to be killed. Chris drives through the building. With what? He was he was <laughs> underneath the other truck. I mean... Did Sawtooth just, like, not learn his lesson and be like, hmm, this was not... This was a particularly advantageous thing, not having my enemy get <laughs> a car also. Like, now that I'm the only one with a truck, I guess I don't need to protect it. Like, what kind of a... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess Sawtooth, not only did he not lock the car or truck, he did not. He just left the keys inside the truck. Not even, like, in the glove box. It's, like, someplace obvious. So obvious it like wasn't worth mentioning. Like, in the ignition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um. So, the guy Chris unties the girl, and they fight the cannibals together, and they escape. And the guy manages to kill the cannibals by blowing up their cabin with a shotgun. That Chris? doesn't add up. <laughs> That's okay. either a really They're small something important cabin. Here. There needs to be an ex- isn't there a, isn't there a medium through which the shotgun is amplified something to make you it go You cannot boom. blow up a cabin with a shotgun. You have to use the shotgun to, to shoot. shoot something in or near the cabin and then. that explodes which then <laughs> blows up the cabin. What? Shotgun cannot be cause of explosion. Shotgun <laughs> is a explosion, yes. The explosion, no. <laughs> yeah, that, it's a means by way of making an explosion. It's not. Yeah, there's, there's just. And this is why you should never give up your dreams of getting your screenplays turned into <laughs> a major motion picture, kids. Is <laughs> that right there? I just. <laughs> if, if I watch that movie and he shoots at the cabin and the cabin just explodes, I am going to be. Maybe, maybe a little impressed, but also just <laughs> I, I on the floor. They, they haven't earned Fast and the Furious level hijinks in this. Yeah. Though they try to. I mean, they make another oh, six yeah. movies. That's they, the fast track. <laughs> making everything. Um. Okay, so then the two, the remaining survivors, uh, they go out in the pickup truck the cannibals pickup truck and the credits are interrupted by a scene showing a deputy sheriff investigating and picking over the remains of the destroyed cabin three finger who survived the fall rises to attack the deputy his insane laughter is heard as the credits continue to roll so a shotgun blows up a cabin and even though the cabin was blown up the guy, the one guy, survives. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's survived other things already, so I guess. Hey, hey, hey! He has three fingers because he's a cannibal, and he got hungry on a particularly unsuccessful <laughs> hunting day. He's not got three fingers because he's been through some sort of traumatic life event. He's made some or, dumb or, choices. Yeah. He made a couple of <laughs> wrong turns. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's <laughs> the, that's the real lesson of this movie. 
It's all. It's the whole thing is about three finger and the wrong turns that he's made in his life. That'd be actually pretty impressive if, like, by like wrong turn four, they start turning the franchise around to be make him like the 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 conflicted character. That yeah. That would make any campy movie almost worth it. Yeah. Kind of like that one time with what was it, Cube? By the mm. third movie, the entire franchise was about like the autistic guy from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually pretty cool. That was very <laughs> cool pivot in the very interesting. Okay. I've always been of the opinion more movies should be things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a fascinating way to go in that series. Definitely not expected. And actually played out pretty okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a pretty good soundtrack <laughs> with um wow. I, I know one of those bands. Um, Breaking Benjamin. Oh wait, no. No, I know. And I, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Hmm. I I've heard of another band on that list, Granddaddy. But, yeah, aside from those... Uh, I mean, there's a... Uh, I can guarantee you I know what style of music most of these bands are. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, my guess is a majority of them are new metal... That is my guess. I would imagine. I mean, look at the name of that one song, Instance. I think that's how you're supposed to, you're supposed to say that, but In Space Stance yeah. with another E at the end. That's It's a new metal. That's a new metal band. Like, that's just, that's just yeah. the way it is. Uh, so, oddly enough, Wrong Turn received mostly mixed reviews. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes reports 41% of a total of 78 critics gave the film a positive review. The average rating was 4.3 out of 10. The consensus is an unremarkable slasher flick that fails to distinguish itself from others of its ilk. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so the film is followed by a sequel, Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, from 2007, which premiered at the London Fright Fest Film Festival on August 25th, 2007. Mm. The sequel was successful on DVD and received positive reviews from film critics, oddly enough. The latter films were straight to video. Wrong Turn 3, Left for Dead in 2009. Wrong Turn 4, Bloody Beginnings in 2011. Wrong Turn 5, Bloodlines in 2012. And Wrong Turn 6, Last Resort in 2014. Hmm. The first three films are set during the 2000s, uh, while the fourth and fifth films take place before the events of the first film. The sixth film, however, takes place in 2013 and completely ignores the continuity <laughs> of the previous films. So it sounds like four and five, we get our three fingers payoff. He, we get our, we get a little backstory of some sort. Yeah. You know, maybe. <laughs> Uh, this is probably a horrible idea, but maybe I should do a wrong turn marathon for my Marathon Man podcast Don't at some point. Do that to yourself. <laughs> that's not. That's not what we started this podcast to do. Like that's to find not, to horrible, find more terrible. <laughs> to just find a worse. Like it's hard enough to do marathons of films that are like good. That's true. <laughs> I I mean, uh, doing marathons of films like. <sighs> 
it would be it would be something that you would have to really you'd have to really want to do. I would I would yeah. advise actually, if anything, what we should do right now is go to Wrong Turn Four, Buddy Beginnings, oh. or Wrong Turn Five Bloodlines, and see if that's even like sort of a good <laughs> idea. Um, because I mean, it's arguable that maybe they did the thing that I actually said I would be in favor of. Maybe mm-hmm. they did the thing where they went back and they looked into things and built the characters up somewhere. Yeah. Because in this movie, they seem like they're just. You know, mindless cannibalistic uh, uh, yeah. dragoons. They're not like, you know, people anymore. They're just these yeah. these uh, chimeras. So I don't know. I would be willing to go to at least read the article about Wrong Turn Four Bloody Beginnings to see if that is like the first installment chronologically, and see if they did like a cool thing with it. Hmm. Okay, so I I was just curious to see what the other ones have received on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going to go directly to the source instead of going bouncing over to the Wikipedia articles, but I just want to do a quick check here. Okay, so Wrong Turn 1, as we said, was 41%. Wrong Turn 2, 78%. What? That is that reasonably high. <laughs> that's a weird improvement. Okay. Um, wrong turn three, no score. Oh. <laughs> wrong turn. Yeah, there's no not, there's absolutely no uh, there's no score, but there are reviews. Four. Okay. <laughs> well, there's four critics re- uh, reviews on here. All four of them rotten. So <laughs> you could say it has a zero percent. Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, wrong turn four has twenty percent. And let's, I'm assuming wrong turn five is going to be. Zero percent. I just have a feeling. It says not available. And let's see. Yep, three reviews all right. Zero percent. Wrong turn six. No reviews available or not no score available. One review rotten. <laughs> okay, so this doesn't bode terribly well if this is the path we want to go down. Right, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a nugget of good within. I don't know. I mean, we'll only know if we explore it. (laughs) But well, maybe the correct turn is to go to wrong turn two, the good one. That is true. The positively reviewed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you may have the right one. We should at least see why this one's better. Then maybe we can keep going and maybe spare a marathon and just briefly go over... Do a cursory visit or reconnaissance mission on... Don't have to go too deeply into the plot, but at least if we get an overview of what's going on... That might be a little better. Henry Rollins... Music by Bear McCreary, the guy who did Battlestar Galactica's score? <laughs> For real? Okay, so I think I know why this one has a positive score on Rotten Tomatoes. 
they did a correct turn and cast Henry Rollins in the lead. Nice. Which is going to be a, you know. That's a it's pretty a, big improvement. It's a yeah. guaranteed likable character mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> Music, Bear McCreary. Hmm. It's also, this also stars um, a man by the name of Texas Battle. <laughs> Texas Battle. Or maybe a woman. I'm not sure. I haven't looked. I just thought it was an interesting name. That is a very interesting name. Ah, he's a soap opera actor. But Texas Battle. Texas Battle. Texas Battle. You know, I'm obviously, like, it, it sounds like it's definitely a made-up name. But I wonder if there's any chance that's his real given birth name. I mean, there is a small chance considering we... Remember when we met up with our good friend, A Boogie With The Hoodie? Remember his real name? A Boogie With The Hoodie. Remember how his real his, his birth name was Artist? It's possible, man. Doesn't say that it's uh, not. Birth name is half correct. Which one's... Clifton Quincy Battle is his name. So he just made his first name Texas. And he was born in Texas. Clifton Battle. Which means that he went from being a battle on the side of a geographic feature to being a battle inside of a geographic place. Yeah. He went from being a cliff battle to being a Texas battle. <laughs> Better to fight with the high I mean, ground. Though, honestly. honestly. He could have just gone with Cliff Battle. It's a cool name. Like, that is a cool name, because it brings to mind Battles a on battle a cliff. on a cliff. Like, that is just a great imagery for a name. Like, it doesn't even matter if you're a soap opera actor at that yeah. point. Your name's already cool. Like, that's good. You are like a shoo-in as an action star right there. But anyway, let's see what this movie is actually about. So, obviously, we're still in West Virginia because I guess this movie series just kind of centers around literally, like, the same cannibal characters. Um, So, we start with a reality show contestant driving through West Virginia backcountry, searching for the location of her next project. No, wait a minute. A reality show contestant is searching for... Yeah, like she's probably been, she's probably one of those reality show people who like gets cast in multiple reality shows, like you know, The Real World or uh, maybe where they like pull people from okay. previous seasons and throw them other places. So, so she's like looking for the set of the new reality right, show. Right. Okay. Okay. I was yeah, because I was thinking it was meaning like she was like scoping out like hmm, where should I go for my next thing right. that I'm going to do. And that's, but, but I see, we're already off to a better start because this glaring omission is easily explained. It's not right. like, it's for not- example, <laughs> shooting a cabin with a shotgun and having it explode. How did that there, happen? There's clearly something in the middle there. Right. There is a possible, <laughs> assumable connection. I mean, like, you'd think there'd have to be a propane tank or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, the point is, is the cabin is gone. Yeah. And it wasn't gone enough to kill Three Fingers, so... Right. So, all right, so while driving, she hits a teenager, uh, stops to check on him. The teenager is revealed to be 
a cannibal who bites her lips off. Oh. Bites her <laughs> lips off. Specifically those. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, but she attempts to escape, but runs into Three Finger, who splits her in half vertically with an axe. And then he and uh, brother drag her halves away. They even have these on it. That's cute. <laughs> so, where did brother come from? He's because uh, there were only three cannibals, and brother was not one of them. Well, I guess brother's like maybe he got a new person to maybe fill three in the fring- role? maybe three fingers had a brother, so yeah. his, his brother is brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so all right, so then we get. Former U.S. Marine Colonel Dale Murphy, who is hosting a survival reality game show, Ultimate Survivalist The Apocalypse, in West Virginia Forest, and the contestants including lingerie model Elena, wisecracking skateboarder Matt Jones, also known as Jonesy, uh, U.S. Marine officer and Iraq veteran Amber Williams, former high school football player Jake Washington, and a goth, Nina Papas, or Papas, I don't know. After Kimberly does not show up, who is the girl uh, who previously got her lips bitten off and cut in half, uh, the show's producer, Mara Stone, reluctantly takes her place. I don't know, can you do that? Can the producer just be like, all right, I'll be in the reality show? <laughs> I feel like that's in that's, breach of some sort of like uh, contract, but and I feel like that's something no producer would ever do. Yeah, because there's <laughs> they know where it's that they are uh, about to levy on other people. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that they themselves. Would, yeah. <laughs> um, but so the game starts and Three Fingers kills Neil, one of the television crew. While Dale prepares for the games, Three Finger and another cannibal, Pa, attacks and knock, attack and knock him unconscious. Okay, so now there's another new cannibal. Um, now wait, is Three Finger that one guy that was familiar? I feel like he was. Yes. Yeah. Three Finger is the recognizable cannibal, so I guess... They just, yeah. um, so I, I think this premise seems more promising already than the first one. Whereas the first one was generic teenagers get lost in the woods and get eaten by cannibals. This one has this some is, cool backdrop to it. Yeah, it's like a set of a TV show and... People are like disappearing. And there's even a reason why people would be around filming all this crap, too. right? Like that's a pretty cool element. You can do a little found footage stuff with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think uh, this one sounds actually pretty interesting. So, obviously, two of the people find a log cabin in the woods, and <laughs> they enter the cabin to try and find a telephone. And while they look around. They hear occupants return, so they hide in the bedroom. So, exactly the same as the first movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, they witness a female cannibal, Ma, giving birth to a deformed baby. Oh. Uh, her daughter, sister, spots need. Okay, so there's like five cannibals now, plus baby cannibal. 
we don't know the baby's a cannibal. I don't know if that's one of those things that like you get a taste for in the womb or not, but uh, I don't know if we don't know but, they're a cannibal yet. That's true. They're but, not aliens. But you know they're that not, they're, they're going to be keep... raising that baby as cannibal. Like they're going to be like, all right, you're eating human meat, and that's all there is to it. Like we're not can even going to give you an option of other you, stuff. Can you eat human meat before you have teeth? How's that work? Um, they have meat grinders. Yeah, Could, make, uh, cool, make a little uh, meat cannibal kiwi. baby food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gerber. Yeah. Gerber, where, like, you remember that confusion the Africans had whenever they first got baby food in Africa and uh, in their culture? What's on the picture? What's, whatever oh. picture's on the jar <laughs> is what's in the jar. So they were terrified. Except uh, in this case, yeah. you know, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Ma gives birth. The daughter's sister. Man, they have really terrible names. I guess. Like, it's really hard <laughs> to tell a story when you have names that are familial relations. That yeah. really throws everything for a loop. I mean, like, I guess this is really not painting cannibals in a good light. Just like, ed- like educational wise, like these cannibals are not smart people. They're just like, I don't know, sister. I'm mother your father he's brother <laughs> like <laughs> like they have i don't know like it's it seems really this one baby <laughs> uh but yeah so sister spots these two wandering girls uh and then forces them to escape through the toilet pit um and then they run into the woods, and uh, one of the girls is hit in the head with a thrown axe by Pa. And Nina, the other girl, searches for the others as the cannibal collects the other girl's body. And then showrunner M and the model girl have sex, and then he returns to the RV while Elena stays by a lake to tan in her underwear. Did we establish that that showrunner's name was M before? I don't think they mentioned the showrunner's name. I guess he doesn't really matter after this scene. <laughs> let's let's see. Yeah, I'm sure he gets horribly murdered. Um, when or no, she, Elena's probably gonna get murdered. Uh, she Why not both. She yeah, probably <laughs> most likely. Um, Elena hears the cannibals. She starts to get dressed as sister emerges from the bushes and slashes her to death with a machete. Oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> and then while M is in the RV, Ma and Pa hijack it. Pa attacks M and captures him. Meanwhile, Dale manages to escape and battles Three Finger. After a short fight, Dale shoots Three Finger with a shotgun. Cool. Who's this- Dale? <laughs> Dale is. Henry Dale Rollins. was preparing for the games. Last we saw him, now he has escaped. And he has when, a shotgun. <laughs> when was when was he in custody? Okay, we're starting to go back. We're starting to revert here. We're going full, yeah, full wait, first movie. Yeah, when did he... Yeah, it doesn't say anything about Dale being... Well, I guess Dale prepares for the games. Three Finger and another cannibal paw attack and knock him unconscious. Where? Where this was he? in the second paragraph. Oh. Three finger knock. Oh, okay. So they knock him unconscious. So he wasn't necessarily like. So they just knock him unconscious and they don't do anything. Like all these other people, they're like, "All right, cutting you in half, eating you immediately, start eating you." Yeah. 
But I guess with Henry Rollins, they're like, you know what? We'll let you go until you can escape. That works. <laughs> Keep Henry Rollins alive. I can support that plan. <laughs> so Three Finger does not explode when he's shot with a shotgun. And then as... As we established in the previous movie, <laughs> when things are made to explode by shotguns, Three Finger does not explode because that is the science of this franchise. Shotgun, it can explode all things except Three except Finger. Three Finger. <laughs> so, uh, as Jake, Amber, and Jonesy are eating some meat they found, which is a terrible idea. Don't just eat meat you find, guys. Yeah, that. that Public service announcement from the Wikipedia. Yeah, that's. Uh, Don't eat found meat. Yeah. All meat that you eat should be prepared by yourself or in a professional setting like a restaurant. All meat that you seek to consume should be sought out by. Yeah. It should not be it should, <laughs> it should not, not be, be encouraged found. casually. Yeah. For that matter, don't necessarily eat found vegetables either. If you find vegetables lying on a sidewalk, don't eat them. No. It's not good. There are certain situations where found vegetables are okay. Yeah. Do you, had, did you pull it from a dirt? Yes. If, if you have pulled it out of the earth that it has grown in, safe to eat, most likely. Also... Plus some water. Right, yeah. <laughs> Washing is always a good thing. Yeah. Meat, never a good idea unless vouched for by somebody. <laughs> you need some authorities to come down on that. Even then... Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If it's in the refrigerator of somebody you know and trust, most likely it's probably okay to eat, but you might want to get their consent before you do that. And you also might want to be sure that they're not cannibals, because otherwise you don't know what kind of meat it is. Yes. Yes. I am 100% sure this meat that these people found is cannibal meat, because what else would it be? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Nina returns and tells her story. And then Jake realizes it was Kimberly's leg that they had been eating. So, wait, Kimberly is... I don't know. Oh, wait. Oh, Kimberly is the first girl. The girl that was supposed to show up but never did and got her lips bitten off. Okay. So they were eating Kimberly's leg. And then Dale uh, finds the old man from the first film in his cabin. What old man is this? I don't remember the old man being mentioned. I don't I don't know. But the old man tells him how the cannibal's mutations were caused by inbreeding, of course, and effluent dumped in the river by an abandoned paper mill. He then reveals that what? he is their father and attacks Dale. Wait, what? I really need to know who this old guy is. Yeah. That, he was really... never mentioned once in this previous article. The old man from the previous film. Well, in the cast in the previous film, there is it says there's an old man, but I don't remember him being mentioned in here. Oh well. Um. So, after a brief skirmish, Dale kills the old man by blowing him up with a stick of dynamite. Where is he getting these weapons from? That's what I want to know. He's Henry Rollins. He was in Black Flag. Let it be. <laughs> I guess Henry Rollins can... F- if he if he wants to, <laughs> he'll find a stick of dynamite. <laughs> that's true. He will explode the guy who's from yeah. like a gene pool that's not supposed to explode anything. 
Yeah, I, I, I have overlooked the fact that it's Henry Rollins. If he's going to throw a stick of dynamite at somebody, I don't you're really gonna need believe, to question you're gonna it. Believe, <laughs> you're going to believe that the person that he threw the dynamite stick at will want to catch it, yeah. want him to sign up, sign <laughs> it, and then they'll die in the process. So that's, you know. Yeah. Although now I'm kind of disbelieving that he shot a shotgun earlier and it did not blow up the person. Seems seems like they probably just he probably was just being a good sport. That's true. He knew it was too early in the movie. That's true. He's couldn't just he, take him down. He he purposefully made mm-hmm. it not happen. Okay. He likes a little challenge. Yeah. Likes a little suspense. Let's <laughs> work up for it. Up to it. So after finding the RV gone, the others run towards the woods and encounter brother and sister. After fighting the cannibals, Jake searches for Nina while Amber and Jonesy go for help. Jake rescues Nina from a pit, and they jump into the river to escape sister. Nina and Jake enter the mill and find a garage full of vehicles stolen from prior victims. So similar to the other scene in the other movie where they find a, like, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, what we call it a valley full of cars yes. or whatever. Right. Um, so they find the RV and Jake enters it and witnesses M being decapitated by Ma on a live feed monitor inside. Nina and Jake attempt to leave but the cannibals after they had murdered Amber and Jonesy in a trap earlier capture them. The abandoned mill is revealed to be the mutant's home. Jake is strung up, and Nina is strapped to a chair with barbed wire. Of course. They still, still, have, have, left. A, still have some left. <laughs> and the mutants eat dinner and force-feed Nina. Why are they feeding her? Foie gras, man. I guess, I guess they got to keep her alive. Foie gras, though. <laughs> like geese. You know, they, for, they force-feed geese to make foie gras. If you force-feed uh, yeah. a goose, you, you make its liver nice and, like, plump. Yeah, yeah. You gotta plump it up. Mm, because the the French are cruel, they like to do that. So uh, the thing is, though, I don't know if that would work for humans. I'm not sure if we're built the same way. So I'm not sure if force feeding them. I think it would just make us fat, and then you wouldn't have as good of a time, uh, you know, eating. The problem is with humans, the energy to output ratio would be so like inefficient. Yeah. Like, you'd have to pump in so much food to make them fat that it would just not be great. But, I mean, think of the money these people are saving on, on grocery bills. Like, they can afford it. That's true. I don't, I don't know what kind of jobs they work to, to well, keep a shelter over their really, heads, but... They could just... They, they wouldn't even need to afford it. They just kill people, feed them to other people, mm-hmm. plump them up, and then eat them. That's true. And they probably steal, like, all the money. And like wallets and stuff, that's people true. they kill, so they probably have like at least some income from from that, from yeah. like basic scavenging. They can buy all the barbed wire they want. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> Plenty of barbed wire to go around. Really uh, fortunate they got a the really abandoned. good deal. They got the afford. <laughs> they're really fortunate. They got the one abandoned mill in the woods close to the only Costco in West Virginia. <laughs> uh, so Dale sneaks into the compound. The compound now, that's what they're calling it, and distracts the cannibals. As the cannibals are searching for him, Dale manages to kill brother and sister with dynamite attached to an arrow. All right, fine. <laughs> okay. That's okay. See, 
I think, I'm allowing I think, it. Yeah, I think the key to this movie is Henry Rollins. Henry without Rollins him, having fun with dynamite. Yeah, without him, none of this would be believable or even remotely acceptable. <laughs> but with him, it's it's fun. It's yeah. likable. It's seventy eight percent reviewed. <laughs> yeah, like, people Rob, are like, "Hey, movie. he wants to do this. I'll I'll Fine. go for it." Yeah. Yep. Um, but he frees Nina and Jake, but is killed by Ma and Pa. Okay. So not sure I'm into that. But uh, they were incensed by the deaths of their children. No kidding. Uh, Nina successfully escapes, but Jake wanders into a room fitted with enormous tree, an enormous tree debarker, where he is attacked by Ma and Pa. Nina returns to the mill and kills Ma and Pa with the debarker. Nina and Jake find Kimberly's abandoned car and drive away. Meanwhile, Three Finger has survived and is feeding the mutant baby with a finger and a bottle filled with polluted water. Before the film cuts to black and Three Finger's laugh is heard. So, they're cannibals because of mutations and, and incestuous relationships. Yeah. I don't think that's how cannibalism works. <laughs> I really yeah. honestly don't. Yeah. I Least of it. all, mutations from a paper mill? It's just paper. Yeah. It's just it's just trees ground up into pulp and then evaporated water off of them. Like that's yeah. that's paper. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on there. Maybe a little bleach. Yeah. Have to bleach the paper and make it nice and, you know, printer worthy, but but if it's an abandoned paper mill, there's not going to be any fresh chemicals spilling into anything. No, it's been there's... around. It's it, it predates chemicals spilling into <laughs> things, and it's been abandoned like, since before then. Like it's it's, I don't know. I think the cause of the polluted water is from something else entirely, and they just think that it's this paper mill. I think that's what it is. I feel like that's I feel like that's a legitimate assessment. Um, yeah, okay, so I could see this movie being entertaining. It would definitely be worth, you know, a popcorn. Of, of the two that we have, uh, you know, looked at so far, this one definitely seems to be the more enjoyable uh, prospect. And you even have Patton Oswalt cameoing as Tommy, who is not mentioned in the plot <laughs> at all. <laughs> He's the, voice a, of some, he's the voice, voice of somebody. I don't know who. Oh, but, uh, no, that was... Yeah, there's, hmm. If you control F, there's no other Tommy huh. in the article. I don't know what. Yeah, that's... Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that would be. Not a clue, man. <laughs> but Pat knows what's in this article, yeah. so that's that's um cool. Yeah. We have that as a... <laughs> Um, I th- I think what we should do, because honestly, we're almost at the end of our time, I think we should just blast through the last couple movies, just give a brief, like, idea of what they are in general. Like, maybe not go through the plot details so uh, in-depth, but... You know, just get a general idea of what what's going on. Yeah. And the, yeah. Let's just let's just go ahead and make it a full episode just, of wrong turns. 
everywhere around Ooh, the track listing on the soundtrack for the second movie though uh track two it's one of the it's the only one that has an artist ultimate survivalist theme song by captain ahab <laughs> all right okay wrong turn wrong turn three is that what we're doing yeah let's do let's just uh see what wrong turn three is Oh, uh, it's way at the bottom. Of course, it's one of those yeah, yeah, bottom one of those ones. Ones that almost feels like, like cheating. The, yeah. No, oh, mine. Mine actually collapsed the box on it. I had to. <laughs> it's like you don't. You don't want to see the rest of this. <laughs> okay, so wrong turn three, left for dead. This one, surprise, surprise, a group of people. Uh, friends go on a rafting trip in West Virginia. I was going to say, what state? <laughs> As they are camping, they are killed by Three Finger. And then um, a deputy and a sheriff are, uh, re- receive a report about the missing group. Um, then, ooh, okay, this sounds at least interesting. Uh, prison guard Nate is assigned with. Uh, Walter and Preslow to transfer a group of prisoners to a distant prison. The prisoners are Crawford, a car thief, Floyd, a neo-Nazi serial killer, Brandon, who is wrongly convicted of murder, Chavez, the leader of a crime organization, and Willie, an undercover agent who is posing as a prisoner to get information from Chavez. And while while driving, their bus is rammed by Three Fingers' truck and crashes into the woods. I think that's at least an interesting premise. Yeah. Going the direction of, like, like legitimately, like, criminals and, like, mm-hmm. murderers yeah. to go up against these cannibals. That's that's an interesting... That is, that is true. That's a pretty... But I guess it was not executed very well. So it's nope. <laughs> yeah, we got Razor Wire in here. All the staples in the Wrong Turn series. Sure enough. <laughs> oh, oh, look at this. Three Fingers kid. He, he He's back, I guess. I guess this is maybe the baby oh, from the baby. last movie. He, he's called Three Toes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Three Finger is uh, born Three Fingers. With maybe. The pol- from maybe the it's part water. of the, the mutation thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, basically, they all die. <laughs> Or most of them die. But a U.S. Marshal arrives at the end to rescue Nate and Alex, who are um, prison guard and... Who's, oh, Alex is one of the first original people who survived, mm-hmm. and all of his friends were killed. Um, so then... But Nate... Uh, returns to take money from the armored truck that's there and Brandon appears and betrays him, shooting him in the back with an arrow, proving that karma catches up to him. That's the first exclamation point point I've ever seen in a Wikipedia (laughs) article that wasn't in quotes. Yes. Proving Uh, that karma (laughs) catches up to him. Okay. Uh, okay. Citation needed. (laughs) Yeah. Says who? <laughs> Why the exclamation? <laughs> um, yeah, so Brandon takes the money, but an unknown cannibal appears and bludgeons him to death with a crude club. 
So an unknown cannibal. So Couldn't even be one. three fingers. Nope. Nope. Okay, so... I could see this um, ha- being interesting, but at the same time, I can see them really botching this up and taking an interesting premise and not doing it very well. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, I would not advise... Would not advise taking this <laughs> out as a marathon. Seems seems very ill, ill-fated if that were to, to come to pass. Yeah. It seems like that would definitely be a wrong turn. Six, six wrong turns you would make in one sitting. I don't know if you want to go that far into it. All right, well, let's uh, move on to the fourth one. No, no. <laughs> Let, let's just see if... Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. We'll just we'll go fast. And... Well, at least this is, this is the, the prequel thing. Yeah, this is the prequel. And if, if the prequel seems like it's a bad idea, we can cut and run, go to six, and ignore everything that just right, happened. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> At any point, you can just go to six, and then everything There's doesn't matter. No more universe. Wrong There's turn. No more three fingers. <laughs> Wrong turn. The series where everything's made up and the uh, events don't matter. Nope. <laughs> no, they do not. Shotguns blow up cabins. Yep. That's where we're at. All right. Wrong turn four. Bloody beginnings. It is a 2011 American horror film. Wait, I thought film. the fifth one was bloody beginnings. Uh, nope. Oh, bloodlines. Blood oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha, but gotcha, bloody gotcha. beginnings is the fourth. Okay. Um. Unlike the previous films in the series, this is a prequel, uh, and it's the first film that begins a story arc that concludes with Wrong Turn 5, Bloodline. Oh, so it's tied to the fifth one. Yeah. They are trying to so do it's a, a double two-parter. Level. Mm-hmm. In 1974, at the Glensville Sanatorium in West Virginia, three deformed patients known as the Hilliker Brothers escape from their cells and release the other patients. Together, they massacre the orderlies and doctors. Okay, so this is... the immediately less interesting than I was hoping for. <laughs> but, I mean, that's ex- I mean, that's the three guys from the first movie. I guess it would have to be, uh... 29 years later, in 2003, nine Western University students, Kenya, Jenna, Vincent, Sarah, Bridget, Kyle, Claire, Daniel, and Lauren are snowmobiling on their way to their friend Porter's cabin in the mountains of West Virginia, probably. Uh, however, they get lost in a snowstorm and are forced to take shelter in the Glens- Glensville Sanatorium for the night. What? Why? Just, if it's a snowstorm, <laughs> just make igloos, you idiots. It's it's right there. It's snow. Just just pack it. Never take shelter in a sanatorium. In any case, the Hillikers are still living in there. Lauren remembers her brother's stories about the sanatorium and the cannibalistic Hillikers. However, her friends, of course, don't believe her because it sounds like something out of a horror movie. And a bad one at that. As the group goes to bed, Vincent continues to explore the asylum where he finds Porter's corpse being killed by Sawtooth who is back for a second round uh, by an iron rod through the nose. The next day, with the storm in full full effect still, the teens remain trapped and go in search of Vincent. Jenna comes across the Hillikers butchering Porter's body in the kitchen, still, and runs back to warn the others. 
after Porter's severed head is thrown at the group, Claire is hung from a balcony with barbed wire because, hey, there it is, and by the trio, and is decapitated by way of, I guess, the barbed wire. I guess. Uh, doesn't really say, but we're back to the classic wrong turn dynamic of things <laughs> having more explosive and destructive power than they are really able to pull out. Uh, the group attempts to flee the building, but find their snowmobiles have been sabotaged. Warren then skis down the mountain to seek help, while the others barricade themselves in a doctor's office, which, if that was an option from the first place, um... Why didn't you just all ski down the mountain? Yeah. Um, in any event, uh, Kyle, Daniel, and Sarah go into the basement to get weapons, but Daniel gets abducted, tied to a table in the kitchen, and slowly butchered and eaten alive. The rest of the group chases the cannabis and locks it in a cell. Kyle strays, stays to behind to uh, watch them while the others search for spark plugs for the snowmobiles. One Kyle wake, uh, when Kyle falls asleep, rather... The brothers escape their cell, and the girls accidentally stab Kyle to death after he has his tongue cut out and is dressed up like one of the Hilliker brothers. The cannabis appear and chase uh, the girls through the building, forcing them to climb out a window. Jenna gets struck and is impaled with a ground driller by Sawtooth. The Hillikers chase the girls on the snowmobiles, where Kanaya gets injured, and Bridget gets crushed under one of the snowmobiles by One Eye, making his first appearance. Still waiting on the, uh, the the iconic guy, though. As the day dawns, Lauren has frozen to death in the snowstorm, a mere few yards away from the highway. Which, <laughs> if you were that close to a highway, literally yeah. anyone. Yeah. Kaniya is still being chased by one eye when Sarah reappears and knocks him off the snowmobile, allowing the pair to steal it. And as they gleefully drive away, they are simultaneously decapitated by yet another strip of barbed wire. <laughs> Three Finger picks up their heads and puts them in a yellow tow truck from the first film before uh, moving away from the sanatorium with his brothers. Hmm. So, in 1974. They take over the sanatorium. 2003 comes along. They say, you know what? Time to move. <laughs> and then they leave. Well, as, as far as reviews go, um, one of them says it's an objectively bad film that is still enjoyable to watch. I can see that. This looks like it's venturing into um, Silent Night, Deadly Night territory. Yep. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, this is this, this is a classic bad horror movie sequel ground that they are at treading here. over here. Yeah, garbage day indeed. <laughs> right, let's do very brief bloodlines. Then... We gotta conclude the story now. Yeah. Where'd the truck go? <laughs> now it did say that they were. This was a two-part arc. I guess... I mean, the first one did kind of end very, you know, finally. It doesn't necessarily leave on a cliffhanger. Um, but anyway, in this one, the fifth one, Bloodlines, they escape and they 
With the help of serial killer Maynard Odets, start a murderous rampage near the city of Fairlake, Greenbrier County, West Virginia, where they first murdered news reporter Kayleen Weber. All right, so they, so this one is more of like going on a murder spree. Then is this before the last movie yet? Because it seems like that they're alluding to is, um, it seems like what they're alluding to is that they just escaped from the sanatorium. I thought they escaped well, from the sanatorium before 2003. Yeah, it does say after they escaped from... Because they wouldn't have been escaping. They would have been just moving away from it. Right, because so, they took over the sanatorium in the 70s. Yeah. So if they were escaping it, this yeah. must be before that-ish. It says it's a sequel to Wrong Turn 4, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, and yet, this is a plot which may be too long or excessively detailed. Yeah. Yet, we can't discern when it happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, this is like a, almost like a road trip kind of thing. So, we, we got a lot more locations than in previous films. Very specific. Um, That's what's excessively detailed. They were, I mean, we're going to a police station... We're going to a motel. Um, the cannibals are like running amok throughout this town and doing all this stuff, killing everybody. We got a police chief or sheriff investigating. Um, so, so th- yeah, this takes kind of a different style and tone than the previous films. Um, Yeah, I don't know if we need to actually delve into the plot here, but yeah, we got a a lot more characters, it seems. We got a lot more locations, a lot more happening. We're not just stuck in the woods or stuck in a sanitarium. Sanatorium? I guess. I don't know. Um, In any case, uh, this ends with the main sheriff character triggering a shotgun killing herself um i guess she trips over it or something i don't know it it looks like it looks like it's a trap or something um yeah so uh the cannibals capture everybody and then they move away into the woods now at one point this uh, film had a 17% positive rating from audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Those who did like it uh, praised the imaginative kills in the film. Those who didn't like it uh, consider it the worst installment in the series, uh, criticizing it for its characters, storyline, poor CGI, and Why is there acting. CGI? <laughs> I What's don't, CGI it's a slasher film. There shouldn't be. <laughs> There's no need for CGI in this. Yep. It's. I don't know. Okay. So, let's reboot the whole series. Let's ignore everything else that just happened. Let's go to wrong turn six. This is my last resort. Suffocation. <laughs> no breathing. Uh, there's no soundtrack list. I was going to see if. Uh... Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Alright. So, last resort. So, we got a couple on a bike trail. They go to hunt. 
take a bath at a watering hole, have sex, and then they get shot with an arrow. And guess what? It's three finger. And then, <laughs> um, but then it says uh, the girl attempts to flee, only to ride into a strip of barbed wire planted by One Eye and Sawtooth. Oh, because this one's ignoring all the previous movies. Right, so it's just so like, you know what? These three characters are back. It takes here. place whenever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. So then we got a new cast of people come in, and they go to a resort. They meet some ter- caretakers, and then they start getting attacked by the three cannibals. Um, standard fare of throwing axes and uh, setting up barbed wire in places. And so then we have people just kind of like doing resort things, swimming, going out in the woods to hunt, um, all this stuff. Sex. Yep. <laughs> there's there's uh, six there's six uh, compared to the other articles where there's one hap- one happenstance issuance of sex. <laughs> there are now six different iterations, mostly with people <laughs> watching other people doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It says uh, when Tony walks in, Sally leaves and watches the two have sex. Then Vic, Rod, and Charlie harass Brian and Jillian, who were having sex in the pool. <laughs> Jillian and Brian have sex while Sally watches. <laughs> they're just they're, having sex. Now they're having they sex again. Only to watch other people. <laughs> this is like the room it's, of oh. the wrong turn franchise. Whoa. It, okay. It takes another turn. Okay. So, all right. So Brian and Jillian were already having sex in the pool. Then they stopped. They were getting harassed about it. And then they're like, you know what? All right. Fine. We're going to go have sex again. This time Sally can watch. And then the cannibals attack. Jillian is killed, but Stout, Sally stops them from killing Brian. Sally has sex with Brian, but Jackson interrupts them. <laughs> <laughs> this is so illogical. <laughs> like, okay. So these two people have sex like twice in a row, and then the one girl dies, and the other guy's like, you know what? You're already here. You were watching. We were just attacked by cannibals, but Whatever. Oh, well. let's, let's just, just do it. let's let's <laughs> shed the the entire like horror of the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So. Yeah. Then uh, later, Jackson. Okay, so I, I need to figure out who Jackson is. Jackson is like one of the characters, and at some point he starts cooking somebody. Um. And then they see Jillian's head in the freezer, and they scream and flee, only to run into hillbillies. Um, then everybody gets captured. Uh, Tony grabs a rifle, goes back for Danny, and uh, Rod attempts to escape, but is captured in a bear trap and killed by Three Finger. Finally, they're using hey, some. Uh, there's a real bear trap, <laughs> not just uh, barbed wire, happenstancely yeah. placed. <laughs> And then Sally and Tony fight for some reason. Okay, I don't, I don't know why they're fighting. But uh, then Tony burns Sally's face in boiling water. In boiling water. And wounds her with the rifle. Then Danny enters and asks why she is attempting to kill his family. Then Jackson attempts to kill Tony. Danny lets her go. 
Jackson says she knows too much and pursues her, but Tony stabs and kills Jackson with door keys. And wow. as Danny says his goodbyes to Tony, Three Fingers kills her. Then later, Danny is shown as a caretaker at the resort. And in the last scene, Danny takes Sally from a wheelchair and they have sex as the cannibals watch. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just read? Oh, man. This is... Uh, from the wheelchair. <laughs> from the wheelchair. While the cannibals watch. Uh, it's... I hope they like, this is going to sound weird, but I hope the cannibals are like discreetly watching them from like somewhere else. And it's not just like them sitting in the room like, It's not like right. the cyborg <laughs> thing where they're like making love and like you pan up and then like they're sitting out the window and just like yeah. sitting, the window doesn't even have, doesn't even exist. It's just a hole in the wall. Everybody's yeah. just like sitting there being like, yep, leave it out here the whole time. Oh, man. Um... Well, somebody called this one of the best of the series, so... That doesn't say very much for the series, then. Yeah. Oh, there was also a court case for this one. Look, uh, in October 2014, a court case was fired, filed rather, in Ireland over the unauthorized use of a photo of a woman who went missing in Wexford County. Uh, the judge declined to issue a temporary injunction, but the case will come back to court in early November 2014. As a result of the lawsuit, distributor 20th Century Fox recalled all DVD and Blu-ray releases of the film with no plan to repress or re-release, and have also pulled all online streaming sources. The movie was re-released in 2015 with the photos in that scene being blurred out. So if you can find a copy with that original photo, that's a a gem. That's... See... There's probably like a really... That's like a, if anybody actually cared to watch this movie, that might be worth something. I feel like Never. you want to put photos of missing people in movies, but there's still real people who are actually missing. So. But then you get their face out there, and people can be like, "Hey, wait a minute! I just saw her over at the convenience store down the street." I mean, I know where she is. That's true. If there was actually an audience for Wrong Turn Six, <laughs> and I true. don't think there that's was. Very true. <laughs> the people are just offended that, like, okay, uh, we don't want to. She's <laughs> she's gone. She might be dead. We don't know. But the point is, is that have some decency and put her in a better movie <laughs> if you're gonna use the picture. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that but that's interesting. I most interesting thing in this whole thing is the fact that there was a a woman who went missing in County Wexford but there's no link to it so hmm. oh well but uh there you have it from wrong turn to wrong turn six last resort it's just a whole series of wrong turns yep but you know what it's better than soccer that's true uh yep so we got facebook.com slash twc podcast give us a like and follow over there and go to itunes and rate and review us and uh you know we got our website twc.ericteribio.com and i'd like to thank louis armstrong for our theme song and Billy Jones and Ernest Hare for our outro song. So, thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. I often wonder why you went away.
folks and my folks down in Norfolk town. Not one word have they heard since you've been knocking around. How dear old dad and mother and all the family. How's little sis and brother? Do they ever talk about me? Your old gal, your old pal, the one you left behind. Yes. Now I found you're always on her mind. I'm just an old black sheep and I'll get no sleep till I'm Virginia bound to your folks and my folks down in Norfolk town. Say, Bill, you know it's been a long time since I was home. Yes, it has. How time does fly. Yes, it does, sir. What makes time fly? Well, I don't know unless it can be the spur of the moment. <laughs> you yes. will have your little joke, won't oh, you, Oh, yes, I will. You know, when I was taking the train back home from Norfolk last night, I asked the trainman where the train went that I saw. And he said, that train goes to New York in 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. Pretty fast train, so I took it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking about trains, Bill, uh, I know when the yellow land is leaving in the evening, but it's bound for Louisville. And I know the B and O is bound to go to Baltimore and down to Jacksonville. And they say that every day the Santa Fe is on its way out to the Golden Gate. But for Frito Birdie, me, the only place I want to be, I might as well confess. I'm just an old black sheep and I'll get no sleep till I'm Virginia bound. To your folks and my folks 